Ding dong. Who's that? It's diminishing, diminishing returns. Hello and welcome to the exciting culmination of Keanu Vember <laughs> on Diminishing Returns. Yay. So yes, of course, I am Sol, that is Alan, and hello. we have some hello Alan. Uh, and we have some very exciting guests joining us this week. We have so I'm, I'm gonna try and get all the names here. <laughs> Currently, Nightmares from the Discotheque, formerly Massive Horse, comedy rock band. <laughs> Made up of Rick Shapel and Kans Rickman. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. That's fine. Uh, we're not a comedy band, actually. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> music is very serious. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, we, everything that we write about, it's all real stuff. It's all things that have actually happened to us. Yeah, comedy. I, drama music, really. <laughs> Dra- drama. That's weird. We, we do, do drama, drama pop. We're going to do yeah, drama yeah. pop. Dramatic pop. Yeah. We're a dramatic <laughs> pop band. But anyway, thank you for having us on. Oh, no, thanks so much for being here. For our listeners, many, many songs out there worth checking out. You have songs all about uh, classic 80s movies like Die Hard. Yep, yep. Maybe a Die Hard 2. <laughs> we were talking, literally, before we came on today, we thought, wouldn't it be great if every year now we just did a different song at Christmas for the Die Hard ones, we were literally yeah. talking about possibly a second Die Hard song. And we'll just we... be that band that does one Die Hard song a year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, uh, we're just going to say, other than uh, doing the music stuff, yeah, um, we're... we're doing lots of sort of like TV pilots at the moment, um, mm. various different oh, really? things. So yeah, we've been developing uh, TV pilots with some various channels at the moment, which is very very exciting. So maybe so behind the scenes, yeah. lots of the things that we've been doing, even though we haven't kind of shown a lot, we've just been doing a lot of uh, kind of TV. TV kind of projects that's taken up our time. And the last thing I wanted to add is that we are now paranormal investigators. <laughs> we got a new show yes. called Drunk Ghost Investigations, and you can watch it on YouTube. Come on, spirits, talk to us. If you want. Move the pendulum. What's it called? Planchette. Move the planchette. Sounds like Italian food, doesn't it? Yeah. Planchetta. I'll have the uh, vegan planchette, please. Spirit, come on. Use our bodies. Don't say that. Some take possession of Rick. I don't Rick. consent. Take con- no, don't take consent of me. Don't tell him onto me. I don't consent. I don't consent either. Look, v. All right, this ain't working. How do you? You didn't give it a chance. Goodbye. I put it down on. Goodbye. Thank oh, you. You are so paranoid. If there was a spirit here by chance, thank you very much. Well, guys, uh, we've talked a little bit about Keanu Reeves already this month in our last episode, so I would like to invite you guys to tell us what what is your relationship with Keanu Reeves? I think with Keanu Reeves, I think he is the sort of person that obviously has done many, many different roles, all completely different, but as an individual, he's still quite an enigma. I don't ever mm. think we're ever going to know the real Keanu Reeves. There's still this aura of mystery about Keanu Reeves. I think that personality-wise, he seems to change over the years with his personality. I think the first time I ever saw him, Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventures. And that Keanu Reeves is nothing like any of the other Keanu Reeves in the other kind of films. With the exception of Bill and Ted Face the Music, where he very much was that Ted. I haven't (laughs) seen that film. (laughs) I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do feel like the Bill and Ted Keanu Reeves is probably the closest to the real Keanu Reeves. I think that's mm. <laughs> yeah. his most genuine role. 
Yeah. yeah it, it's it's like he's actually got a bit of a personality there. You know, he's not <laughs> so <Charming>. kind of <laughs> dry and sterile. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think post Matrix yeah. Keanu Reeves, you're into a different type of Keanu Reeves there. Well, then that's a different Keanu Reeves again from the bearded one we have today, though. Oh, that, yeah, we're very much bearded stuck with bearded Keanu Reeves yeah, right this, now. Yeah, this will be bearded Keanu Reeves now until we get old man yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah, but have you seen him without the beard and the new Bill and Ted? It's, Not uh, yeah. yeah. It, it was weird. a bit the reason the beard. The beard so. It was yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. jarring, wasn't it? <laughs> Odd. Um, you know, I think that's one thing. I think if you establish yourself with a beard, I think your face sort of changes. I think your face sort of says, oh, we don't need to develop around the jawline anymore. The beard's <laughs> going to cover it up. And that's what happened with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He stopped developing facially. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good way of looking at it. Mm. I, the different stage yeah. of Keanu. I think you've got Bill and Ted right up to... Um, uh, he was in Dracula. Um, mm. was he? <laughs> he was in Dracula. Yes, he was. <laughs> a very wooden Keanu in that one. <laughs> yeah, see, I think that was the end of the Bill and Ted era, Keanu. Yeah, it was. I think he was just... because I think. Do you know what I think the thing that changed Keanu? Okay. He was acting with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Okay. During the making of the film Dracula, Anthony Hopkins called Keanu to one side. Uh, I can't do the accent, but... <laughs> He's boy, Welsh, isn't he? Boy. He would have called yeah. him. Boy. <laughs> oh, hello, Anthony. Hello, boy. <laughs> I understand that you uh, right? you uh, you were in a Bill and Ted film. Uh, yes, I was, sir. Yes, I was. Listen, but it's uh, time to grow up a little bit, yeah? You've got the... Going to your next era now. You're you're ready. This is the last time you can be silly. What are you saying? <laughs> I need you to be a bit more stoic, more dough-like, you know, like an uncooked loaf of bread, bar of bread <laughs> like we have here in Wales. We're not filming in Wales right now. I don't know what the conversation was, no. but I think that he probably looked at Anthony Hopkins acting and thought, yeah, it's time for me to sort of leave behind the whimsical young Keanu and it's time for a new Keanu. Well, this this period that we're dealing with now, uh, so we're talking about speed today. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But this, oh, yeah. This, <laughs> this period was, the early 90s was, yeah, he was moving away from that kind of teenage uh, stoner kind of character. Yeah. And he just seemed to be scattershotting. He's doing a bit of Shakespeare. Yeah, he's doing Dracula. He's trying to do a British accent and he's all over the place. But then in that, he did Point Break as well. And it was like, oh, okay, maybe we've actually got a bit of an action star here. And yes. Speed was the next thing that came along that really cemented him as a legitimate, like, A-list Hollywood star who could lead an action mm. film. He he beefed up yeah. a little bit. He cut off all his hair and he looks looks hard. He looked mm. cool, and, didn't he? And he's a whole new Keanu. I think it's interesting as well, though, because at the time of when Speed came out... Obviously, the director of that film, uh, watched it actually just today, uh, and the director of that was Jan DeBont, cinematographer yeah. on uh, Die Hard, the Die Hard film. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you look at um, Speed, we're just getting out of the 80s where that macho kind of Die Hard predator, these kind of like macho guys took over the entire screen. And I think that Speed came just at the tail end of that kind of 80s macho. And I think that what Hollywood was kind of looking for was maybe let's have these like kind of macho guys, but with a sensitive side to them as well. So I think when yeah. you kind of look at the film Speed, how he bounces off Sandra Bullock's character, he's not all over her. He's got the macho introduction to that film, but I think it offsets it by, by him being quite respectful and quite friendly and charming mm. to lots of the other supporting artists that are in the film, the other individuals that are on the bus. So I think that really he kind of spearheaded that new way of how we look at a lead action character. It's okay to be macho and tough, but they really focus a lot of the sensitivity with Keanu Reeves' character in the film's mm. speed. Look-wise, I mean, when you look at the very beginning of 
um, of speed, that whole intro, it feels very much like we're watching a Die Hard film. They, yeah. The villains are just evil for the sake of being evil. The action happens within the first, <laughs> literally, the first five minutes. You know, there's kind of explosions, mm. there's terror. We know that Dennis Hopper is the villain. We know that Keanu Reeves is the good oh, yeah. guy. Jeff Daniels is like the older guy that's passing the torch onto like the younger guy. So, <laughs> Jeff Daniels is he's about Jeff... 32. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 but isn't it weird how it's out 32? You look like an old plug back then. He's already complaining about he's already talking about retirement in the film Speed and he's like, like bloody hell we're older than he was then and I have no idea fair, what the hell I'm doing. I have already mentioned us retiring in this podcast <laughs> if it makes it any yeah. So It's yeah. kind of odd and it's you know, obviously, you've got the cliche kind of performances in Speed. Uh, it's great to see um, the gentleman that played Miles Dyson, the Terminator 2, ble- being the squad commander mm. of the LAPD. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, everyone in this film was the tourist on the bus. Alan Rook. Who keeps making comments about how he wants to see LA. And yeah, he, he's the guy from Succession now. He's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like a big yeah, deal. He's in Ferris Bueller. That's what yeah. And then you've got the guy, yeah. um, there's also a gentleman whose name is Maurice. Um, the guy with kind of kind of the long hair tied back, you know, the kind of bigger guy mm. that's on the bus. Oh, oh, you yeah. know, he that plays kind of villains. He's like kind of like a uh, plays predominantly bad guys. And in this one, he's um, Keanu Reeves' right hand man on that bus. You know, he's just like he's <laughs> his, he's the replacement Jeff Daniels temporarily on the yeah. bus for the time that they're even, there. Even, even Jeff Daniels, I so I I hadn't watched this film in forever when I rewatched it the other day just to kind of refresh my memory and i had no memory of jeff daniels being in this at all <laughs> and to me to me jeff daniels is harry dunn from dumb and dumber that's, oh yeah you know i that's the, the movie i grew up with and yeah. it was impossible to not see this as a kind of covert harry origin story because <laughs> this would have been the year harry after right? in this film as well <laughs> and the last we see of him is he he gets blown up and i just wonder if right maybe Suffered he, a serious brain injury yeah maybe he had some brain damage that sets him up i, I would think love it, it i think it, it i think it differently i think arachnophobia is the prequel to dumb and dumb i think <laughs> he gets bitten by one of the spiders and causes him to not be quite right in the head and what? i think that arachnophobia <laughs> could be the prequel that's two solid theories yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's interesting jeff daniels i mean arachnophobia i think very much was the balance between bumbling kind of comedic character mm. and serious peril circumstances <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, Dumb and Dumber, he's kind of just completely silly. But then when you look at him in... He's in the film The Martian uh, as the head of <laughs> NASA. He doesn't crack a smile once in that film. That's the other end of Jeff well, Daniels. He's got a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, I know he has, but, but it's like... Okay, Don't go what, around smiling. Okay, what do you prefer? Would you, would you prefer a funny Jeff Daniels or a serious Jeff Daniels? I'll take a funny Jeff Daniels. What about yeah. you guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah I, everyone yeah. likes I'd, funny Jeff I'd Daniels be, more, right? Yeah, I'd be 75% funny, but that kind of final... 15 <laughs> i don't do maths um, um, i want 25 percent. i want 25 of serious jeff daniels okay and i, you, do, I haven't watched yeah. well i think i think we get a really nice balance in this because he's yeah. he's there to add a little bit of levity to these opening scenes uh because keanu is playing it straight down the line he is serious cop he has on. some good funny quips in this he, he has such classic lines as i'm gonna go home have some sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he does yeah he yeah. shot me in the leg 
You get it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. Right. right from the very beginning of this film, there's that amazing... <laughs> We're in an elevator shaft, which is an odd way to begin the movie Speed, which we've seen in the trailers, is about a bus that won't slow down. The entire intro is what I can describe as the longest elevator shaft I've ever seen in any film. It's all that chrome metal. It's it's It does look like Die Hard. You know the, ele- you, you know yeah, the yeah, ventilation yeah. scenes oh, in yeah. Die Hard where um, he's listening to... Uh, all the terrorists while he's like in that elevator shaft. I feel that the cinematographer who directed Speed was like, got to come back here and do this again. You know, I've yeah, got a yeah. great idea. <laughs> Dennis Hopper kills a guy within the first 60 seconds of the film. Oh, the, yeah. Screwdriver yeah. in the neck. They're not messing about. Oh, yeah. 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 His character I, is I mean, brutal, yeah. And he's not subtle with it. He's not subtle <laughs> with it. But then what he says... Why did he at least try and talk his way out of it no, first? No, he didn't talk his way out. Do you know what he did? He talked after he killed the guy. He stubs the guy in the neck, and then Dennis Hopper says, it's nothing personal. What, did his ghost <laughs> hear that or something? <laughs> Silly Dennis Hopper. But immediately you know that this is a guy who ain't playing around. We do it. We do establish sort of... A, so yeah, this the first scene with the whole elevator shaft thing... We establish it. It really, it's a buddy cop film at this mm. stage. You know, you got Keanu Reeves and, and Jeff Daniels there as the kind of mismatched pair. One's very serious. One's a bit more witty. You've got the the harsh but fair, you know, ass kicking captain with a mustache and a cigar, yeah, uh, who who keeps telling what to do, but he respects them when it comes down to it, you know. Uh, and they are ultimately really good at their jobs. That's what this sets us up for. You know, they know mm. what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also. It, also, it sets up Dennis Hopper. And, and what great casting, by the way. Dennis Hopper. If you need someone to play un, unhinged, unhinged, but you still, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. in control, but also out of control at the same time. I don't, think even, I don't think even Dennis Hopper was actually acting. I think that they just <laughs> secretly filmed him when... <laughs> he can channel evil like nobody else. It's another <laughs> level of evil with Dennis Hopper. It's so, everything about the film is just so perfectly structured, I guess. It's just the kind of the, the regular beats of yeah. action yeah. and just cranking up the pace, letting it set back when you need to. But it just works. It really kind of captures a perfect script. It really struck me on the rewatch just like how much of a formula they'd got this down to at this point, but like done well. It, it reminded me of Marvel now, where yeah. like they've. They've got a very clear formula. They know what they're doing, but it's a machine that's so well built that, yeah. you know, most of those movies end up being pretty good. It's sort of, when you look at like the Marvel films now, and I think that where a lot of the acting is kind of improvised and it's kind of very silly and in, in a way kind of like slapstick where it's sort of like um, relaxed insanity. There's chaos going on, but they're quite chilled out about it. I think that that style hadn't quite come in at this stage yet. We, we kind of basically, it mixed that kind of macho 80s kind of film of those one-liners and guys being tough guys, but then it slowly started going into this new type of acting where, you know, characters were more likable. They they weren't just tough guys. They had, like, that kind of softer side to them. You know, when you see Keanu Reeves getting a, getting a coffee from that coffee shop um, after he's <laughs> kind of received his medal for the intro. Um, but I do think that it kind of it gets straight to the point. I think that yeah. it felt like the actors just kind of said what needed to be said. They didn't do these long like bits of dialogue. They just kind of knew what people kind of wanted to see and it got straight to the point, but without mm. it feeling like the characters didn't have some kind of depth to them. Yeah, it, it yeah. Felt, 
it felt to me like an extension of Die Hard, honestly, because, you know, that is that kind of 80s macho superhuman man, but then brought down to a human level of, oh, he's not got any shoes on, he's kind of an everyman. It felt like an extension of that. Yeah. I, I was surprised, because like I say, I've seen, this, I've seen this film before, but we're talking like 10, maybe more years ago, and I, I didn't remember how funny it was how you know how much humor there is like almost every line is yeah. a joke on some level well, but i think i think uh, at the very beginning we we kind of yeah. like summed up when we said that every actor that's in this film is legitimately a good actor all of any of these mm. any of these actors could carry an entire film on their own and they have done and i think that's the great thing is when you have an ensemble cast is none of them seem to have like an ego i feel that sometimes when you go to like the marvel films and it's such a big ensemble cast that there's sometimes is maybe a bit of rivalry because they've all been given their own kind of standalone superhero mm. film. But with this, it kind of felt like it was an ensemble cast, but every actor respected the part that they were given and didn't try and overdo more than was written yeah. for that character. Yeah, there is a there is a uh, yeah brevity to everything, which but that but that works, and not just the characters, like the the plot, really. You know that yeah. that first ten minutes at the start is there to set up the characters, so it's still kind of plot ready and then after that it's right there's a bomb yeah there's the a bus. bus yeah yeah there's a bomb on the bus and and i was amazed at just how much of that like hitchcockian you know film theory there was in this film of right we know there's a bomb we know the stakes and now we're just gonna amp up the tension and i guess the difference between this and hitchcock is that hitchcock never did it for you know an entire <laughs> film and that's what i was saying like about it it keeps hitting these these beats of these action beats okay yeah, what's the next thing and what's right, the next how are we going to make this sharp turn how are we going to yeah. do this how are we the but, it, but it maintains a sense of reality and as much as mm. it's kind of a hollywood reality but it never has to go too far with it okay the the tube train bursting out onto the road like yeah okay <laughs> we've gone big at the end but basically you're you're, you're on the journey you're you're, you're buying into mm. every step yeah uh, and it keeps just taking you one step at a time. If you think about that that opening bit that happens in the elevator, that could have been a film all on its own about a group of people trapped mm. in an elevator with several bombs that are going off. Okay, You've seen the trailer. We know it's all about the bus. And suddenly we're seeing a hostage situation in an ele elevator. It's unexpected. We we don't think that this is what speed is going to be. And well, elevators aren't even that fast. They're not that fast, no. But the ones <laughs> in here are when they break the chaos and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, you think, yeah. oh, maybe it wasn't. A, maybe it was just a big lift that I saw in the yeah, trailers yeah. then. So you're confused. What, what I really I really like, they acknowledge that lifts have breaks in them as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Typically yeah. in these movies, they'll cut the cable and the thing goes. And I'm always there like, but that's not how they work. <laughs> this one, they actually had to damage the brakes as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, why, yeah. that's why we know that if we're in an elevator and it goes, we could be like, calm down. Yeah, we've seen speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to kick in. But our there buildings aren't that high in the UK, really. No, this is too close. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Talking of, I mean, this is a this is a movie that couldn't take place in the UK okay, no. because yeah. you would drive to a roundabout. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> I was going to mention this actually. Ever since watching this film way back in the nineties, it's always in my mind when I'm in a car, and particularly now when I'm driving myself. I'll often think, if I got locked at this speed and couldn't slow down. <laughs> How would I get out of this situation? Well, like if you're cruise control. Say my cruise yeah. control speed. Too. Yeah. Bit yeah, of yeah. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> no, but say, say my cruise control got stuck. I do think like, how the fuck would you get out of this? Yeah. 
And in the UK, yeah, you're right. Roundabouts coming up wherever yeah. you are in probably not much time at all. And if, if you're on the M4, yeah. you're okay up until Swindon and yeah. then the traffic. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm going off on one a bit here, but my solution I worked out to that oh. is you, uh, you're locked in at your speed. Your best choice is to find one of those metal like barriers at the side of the road. You know when they come in and there's mm. like a... Uh, slope upwards before mm. it becomes uh, yeah. so you go up that ramp ah. both wheels off the ground for a yes. bit that's how you get out of it because that's the one thing no because then you just you'd have to just drive along on two wheels on the yeah. side well yeah. the and there's no bomb <laughs> so we haven't got that to worry about no. yeah <laughs> what well, would would the bomb the bomb would presumably not have gone off if they just tipped the bus over thinking about it because the wheels would still be going round really fast mm. but, but remember in this film he's watching them every time so he oh, has yes. control oh, yeah. to explode it. Yeah, whenever they come up with any kind of idea, they go, no, he would have thought of that. We can yeah. do that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, I would okay, say then. you don't know that he would have thought of it. Chance it. This begins. This is where I think this film began a new era of action films. Is As soon as we've had that whole opening scene, um, the first thing we see is Keanu Reeves. He's not in his LAPD gear. He's just Keanu. I'm just... I'm walking down the street, he's got his shirt off, it's a hot day. Casual Keanu. Casual Keanu, CK, Kelvin Klein. Klein. (laughs) (laughs) Fragrance. He's going into his favourite coffee shop, and they all know him there. They're like, um, what's his name? um, What's Keanu's character's name? Jack, isn't it? Jack? Jack. 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 Hey, Jack, he goes to do a coffee shop. Weirdly, the bus driver, uh, which isn't the bus that we see, but another bus, parks up the bus to go and get a cup of coffee. You know, like bus drivers do, yeah? yeah. They park him <laughs> up on the freeway in America. And coincidentally, the guy that runs the coffee shop is the son of the bus driver. It's like, well, this is a lot of information in a really quick scene. And Keanu Reeves knows all of them. I've come up with a new terminology for this, okay? Yep. It's called a sprinkle of humanity, where you haven't got <laughs> enough time to develop a character that much, but just sprinkle a little, just a little, just yeah. a little sprinkling on top yeah. of a, a character. Okay. For enough for when they do die, yeah, we make feel, the audience we care. Go, Damn, that guy was great. The way he he spoke a bit. You know, that little sprinkling implied he was probably a really good guy. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves is going to miss him a little. You see, it's it's enough that Keanu Reeves' character won't go to the funeral, but he will think about him later on that day. Going, this is you, John. Yeah. You know what? That's the thing, though. It's it's like I that's something I really hate. Like not not the right as a writing device, but in real life, people who like know the name of the person who sells them coffee or the yeah. bus driver. Like, All right, Jeff, how are you this morning? Like, fuck yeah. off. You pay me to give you coffee. Yeah, and yeah. You don't care who I am. Stop pretending you have a sprinkle of humanity. If yeah, any of them absolutely. try, if a, if someone in a coffee shop tries to introduce themselves to me, I mm. say. Please, yeah, <laughs> just just don't. It's quite interesting, though. I mean, so immediately that I first don't. bus gets blown up. And now, the thing I never get in these action films, okay, is obviously Keanu Reeves is not, I don't know if he is working, is he off duty? It's never really kind of seen if he's just taking a break <laughs> or something. But when that bus explodes, he's not in a cop uniform, but he runs to the bus whilst it's on fire. So anyone around this should go, hey, was it that guy? Was it him? They run to him and they look around. No one else around you is going to go, no, I know him. He's Jack. He's friends with the guy in the coffee shop. <laughs> He's, he is legitimately a policeman. I like I, I like the idea that he would the bus would have exploded. He would have looked at his watch and like, well, I don't clock on to 20 minutes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Just going to finish my, shift, my coffee, guys. guys. Yeah. I think yeah. it's one of those situations where if you do stuff with enough uh, like authority yeah. and look like you're meant to be there, people won't question it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But he does, it's, it's sort of like he runs to the bus. The other police aren't there yet. You know, do, do all the people that are watching and witnessing that bus on fire think that it was Keanu that did it? I don't know. The first thing you should everybody get back. And Maybe they gets, think he hasn't noticed. He gets very close no, to it's that not... bus. 
You know what I mean? Like, mm. he doesn't know that Buses have got more fuel in the tank to blow it. We don't want to have the reserve tank. It could be a reserve buses have a reserve tank? We will. No. <laughs> <laughs> the buses have reserve tanks. <laughs> more of a plane that out, thing. Please? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the plot has kicked in. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, mm. the bad guy, Dennis the Hopper, yeah, yeah. He tells him there's a bomb on the bus, go and find the if bus. If the bus goes over 50, it arms. Yep. Once it's armed, it can't go under 50 or it blows up. Needless layers of complexity so, to yeah. how that works, but it, it makes it so tense when you're watching it. It's brilliant. I think 50 is <laughs> the right speed because it's nothing crazy. It gives yeah. you just enough time to think, oh, fuck, how am I going to get around this? But, but obviously, yeah. 30 would be a bit easy. All right, yeah, it would have mm. blow up. Quick, quick, yeah. I, I suppose at the 50. I mean, I, I live in London. I've never been on a bus that's gone over 11 miles an hour. So <laughs> it would be fine, yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't need to go over like 20 but in London. Every single bus may be armed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd have wow. to. I mean, if you did that, but you're watching our camera, you'd have to go, look, it's meant to be 50, mm. but I've still got the trigger here. And I know you're not going to hit 50, so let's just yeah. say 15 miles an hour, right? You've got to yeah. go faster than that, or I'll blow it up remotely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of odd because we find that Dennis, an honesty Hopper, system, Dennis Hopper but... is in the car at the beginning of the film when the first bus does get blown up with uh, Keanu's coffee pal, bus driver. <laughs> yeah. But then when the bus with the bomb, that if they go over 50, he's at home watching the various TV monitors in his room. <laughs> what is the range on his triggers that he's got? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Oh, this was 1994 as well. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, you know, if, you, if you're living at home and, like, they, they're, like, miles away from you, like, you know, a good kind of five-hour drive away from you, is that little trigger really going to reach? Do we way find out where he got this gear from? Uh, well, is he, it just in lock you know, was it? That's why he, he's, he was a bomb disposal. Oh, so uh, he's he just knows swiping about bits. Yeah, he knows about bombs. You, you know, but it's interesting. I know you, I liked how you said it was like very Hitchcock this film because the mm. idea of you're on a bus and if it slows down, you you can sum up this film with a very unique sentence. You know, which is if it goes over fifty, uh, if it goes under fifty miles an hour, the bus will blow up. It, it you sum it up in one sentence, just like a a Hitchcock film. You, you know, which can kind of like just be summed up. It's it's a one bizarre scenario which is packed full mm. of tension. You you very much are in a hostage situation on wheels. You know, you are, they, they, these people are trapped, but it's kind of like still traveling. It's a very, and I can't think of anything that was done like that around the time of when Speed came out. There was nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we haven't even mentioned, um, or we have very briefly, but we've not properly mentioned Sandra Bullock, who, mm. who, you know, they show, they show getting on the bus, but she's not, she doesn't normally get the bus. She's not even meant to be there today. No, she does normally, she, she must get the bus because she knows the driver's name mm. and he knows her that well enough true. to have a little kind of. You know when yeah. your friend is coming in the car and then you just drive forward four feet every time you get to the door. Yeah, that's <laughs> just America though. They they all know everyone's name. She that's yells at the like. bus driver at one point to to speed up because they're stuck in traffic. She yells at him, <laughs> "Can we not just go around or go on this?" It's like there's other people on the bus and you don't know them at this point. But she's great because Sandra Bullock's performance in that I, I think also adds to this kind of getting out of that era of the eighties uh, mm. kind of action flick where she's tough on her own. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, she's not fully yeah. reliant on Keanu Reeves. You know, she she's, she's driving, driving the, bus. the bus. Yeah, she's got a, an important role, and she's doing it really well. And he trusts her role. It's not like, hey, come on, I better drive. You know, he doesn't kind of like he's not derogative to her. He's not like sleazy. It's just like a really mm. nice. He understands she can handle this. I'm gonna let her handle it, despite her gender. And that's a great thing. You know, there's no yeah, even. even... 
even at the end when they you know they have to get them together because they're the lead man and the woman he even says like are you sure you want to get together with me yeah. this isn't like this, this isn't going to be a healthy relationship <laughs> he asks for consent and... what a great guy like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah it is i think it's a it is a lovely character actually and and obviously sandra bullock mm. this was kind of what made her a bit of a, a she yeah, was she yeah. was an up and comer yeah. but this is a this is an up and comer role it's not an established actor role because on paper, I don't think there's enough there. You know, she's not in it for the first 20 minutes. She's just sat driving a bus most of the time. She gets a couple of good lines. But I think, uh, like I read something that Julia Roberts was offered it and she turned it down. And you think, yeah, Julia Roberts in 1994. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. This isn't enough for her. She's a lead. Um, so I think this was, this was just Sandra Bullock was perfect because it was just she was just at the right level for all this. And she's not some young kid, you know, she's you, you, you feel like you have the confidence in her as a as a character. And I think the actor needs a bit of more gravitas. To yeah, do that. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and yeah, you're right. There's like a bit where they decide they're going to go around the corner. There's a sharp corner. It's like, oh, right, we're just going to go around it. And she's the one that says, well, we'll, we'll tip over. And he has to go, oh, yeah, you're right. We will. Let's figure mm. out what to do about that. It's not just him solving all the problems. Like, she is yeah, part yeah, of yeah. the process. And, yeah, you're right. I Like, he doesn't just jump up and then go, all right, love, get out of the way. I'll do the driving. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she's, she jumps up and gets uh, behind the wheel when it's necessary. And he just lets her get on, get on with it because he can just stand next to her kind of looking handsome and stuff yeah so yeah <laughs> i yeah i do i, I quite like it because this film ultimately doesn't have many female characters no <laughs> well, at I least mean, the one they put in is a good one yeah absolutely she, yeah. She, she's not waiting for keanu to come and save her like if keanu reeves wasn't on that vessel, or if he died she would know what's at stake and she would still take precedence and try and save all those hostages that are on that bus so you reckon mm. they'd have been all right anyway yeah I, th I think i think she would have found a way to save them you know i think that if you just had her on the bus after the driver got shot and then somebody from the police was communicating through the bus radio and said this is what's at stake she yeah. would have she could have carried the entire film it being about her trying to keep this bus up to what? speed which it wouldn't they're very much kind of quite well written characters that the fact that they do try uh, different scenarios like what if we do this what if we do this very early on it's not like a typical film where the obvious solution is decided one hour into the film you know mm. immediately he go he doesn't believe that there's a bomb on the bus so he goes underneath to kind of have a look what bomb is under there again jeff daniels uh, mm. now because uh keanu reeves shot him at the very beginning of the film <laughs> uh cannot <laughs> go on the mission with them he phones up for bomb advice and says oh listen this is what the farm looks like <laughs> and jeff daniels is able to support him from a distance he's he's basically working from home yeah yes yeah, and this is great. important because it's it's clear certainly in that first the first scene that we set up that Jeff Daniels is kind of like, yeah, the old hand. He's seen it all before. He's got a bit of a wry wit about him, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, whereas Keanu Reeves is a bit more the plucky kind of like, let's just run into it head first and see what happens kind of guy. <laughs> but he is really street smart. You know, he's, al he's mm. always assessing the situation. He's like, something's not right here. Why has this happened? Why has this happened? He's always thinking. Not intelligent, but street smart, I guess. Is something. They're not stupid characters. They are really legitimately trying to figure out a solution to this uh, very bizarre problem. And it's it's remarkable that like it it's just a series of problems to solve. It's you know how are we going to turn here, how are we going to get the bus to this bit, how are we going to deal with this other obstacle coming up. 
the fact that they're able to kind of do that one after the other without without you feeling fatigued from it like oh i'm worn out from this tension like it just amps up and then the next bit's slightly more tense it's a stressful watch yeah (laughs) yeah but it's it's great like i'd say right up until they kind of this does the you know talking about action movie formula it does it to the letter which means that there are two endings there's the actual like conclusion of the story and then there's like a bonus ending where the film goes on for 20 minutes too long yeah and you have to kind of hunt down the villain and do a second ending yeah so i would say that at that point maybe the the pacing and the tension kind of is let down a little bit but other than that it's it's remarkable how well it kind of just keeps amping up the tension and we we actually missed the bit of even keanu reeves getting onto the bus is very exciting you know the fact oh, that yeah. he, he's got oh, a he's got a pull yeah, up. He gets into that car with that that other gentleman in that super fast sports car. Pulls up next I, yeah. to him, and how do you say to a bus, "There's a bomb on your bus. You <laughs> yeah. have to slow down when you're already going over fifty miles an hour. You're on the motorway, you know." And then right in that that shot, I've got to say, is absolutely phenomenal. Where the gentleman that Keanu Reeves is in the car with, it gets a bit of paper and writes bomb on bus, okay? And the gentleman holds it up, but the wind blows the bit of paper out of the gentleman's hand. It literally slaps onto the front of the bus right in front of the driver. And that shot where we slowly zoom in on the driver's face, he realizes, oh my God, I see why they were trying to kind of stop me. Absolutely, it's so perfect because it doesn't waste too much time with getting Keanu on that bus, but it's a very interesting way of parking up as yeah, close yeah. to the side of the bus as you can. But they did something different here where Keanu Reeves says, I need to borrow your car, but keeps the owner of the car in the car with him. And again, he's a he's a great little supporting character. He, like, yeah, he's Glenn, Glenn Plummer. I, I completely in... forgotten he was in this mm. until I watched it again. He's in Speed 2. Yeah. Oh, is he really? Of... No way. Yeah. As the same character. Yeah, my God, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I, I, look, we'll, we'll we'll get onto it properly in a bit, but basically in Speed Two, so at the end the boat is crashing into the coast, and it's the big action scene that you all came for. There's a beautiful moment where he just walks out and says something to like this woman he's with, like, "Oh, I just, I just bought a, a condo here for God's sake," and it's this, it's so funny. And then they completely ruin it by then having an action scene where the guy who replaced Keanu Reeves has to like commandeer his jet ski. Oh, what? <laughs> and, and he, no he has way. to like drive a jet ski with him on it. That's uh, amazing. To catch some uh, speedboat, and it, it ruins the whole thing. But nice to see him back there. Yeah, but he is—he's a good little kind of like minor character, you know. Again, mm. little sprinkle of he's humanity. Great, yeah. You know, he understands what's at stake. He—he he doesn't put up any resistance. But I think as well, it's because Keanu Reeves doesn't yell. He points a gun to him, but Keanu Reeves, again, balances that I'm a hard ass, but I'm also sympathetic very well. He yeah. kind of, like, yells, but in a polite way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he points a gun at you yeah, to tell yeah. you to do something, but in a polite way. But even when he gets on that bus, very, very clever. You've never seen a new film now. When he gets on that bus for the first time, and uh, he says he's police, there's an individual who's obviously a criminal. We don't ever know what that guy mm-hmm. did. Thinks that Keanu Reeves is on the bus to, to arrest him. So even Dennis Hopper hasn't even come into question yet. He, he's, he's almost like taking a backseat as the villain. 
it's like, well, hang on, what is going on? You know, it's like, is he and, working for Dennis Hopper yeah. at this point? It's a real and, surprise. And that's, kind of... that's kind of what I mean with it just being a series of these like Hitchcockian tension scenes, one after the other. It's oh, all of a sudden he's got to defuse the situation with this gun drawn on him with this guy. You know, it's like a little micro uh, story yeah. in of itself, and and the whole film just kind of feels like those one after the other but in a way that doesn't feel disjointed or i do feel we, we never really get a resolution to that because obviously in the course yeah. of the thing it's like okay we understand he didn't mean any because he ends up shooting the bus driver accidentally so we understand he doesn't mean anything by it they kind of all just let it go in the moment but you know he's gonna get arrested for that later on he will be like <laughs> first of all you shot the guy but also what have you done <laughs> to make yeah. you so paranoid yeah. and on edge there's no way that gun's legal. He's not a <laughs> And they do take the gun off him, I believe. They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, Keanu puts yeah. him in handcuffs, doesn't he? Keanu yeah, Reeves yeah. puts him in handcuffs, but then when we get to the bit that obviously we're going to get to where they jump the gap, <laughs> Keanu unhandcuffs him for that bit and says, okay, you've, so say, right, have you learnt your lesson now? Right, go on, back at the back. <laughs> no, I really like that bit because it's like, it, it, they don't bring attention, much attention to it. He just sort of, so, he just unhandcuffs him. He's just like, look, we know you, we understand the situation now. We know you're not going to be trouble. Also, this will just rip your hands off if we crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Well, that's it. Keanu's got some humanity. Humanity sprinkles. He, you know, doesn't want him to break his wrists. I think the thing that, you know, with, with Speed is it's a daft situation, but the actors take it seriously. Whereas films nowadays, it's a daft situation and the actors act like it's a daft situation. Yes. But we really <laughs> feel that since sort of Stranger Things and. Um, obviously new, the new Ghostbusters film, I think we're very much onto this like kind of new path now where it's putting the danger back into films again, where have the kids mm. or have the younger people take the situations completely seriously like they would have done in a film like Speed. It's okay to have the quip, the quip one-liners, but the way that I look at those quick quips in uh, Speed is more to kind of deal with the stress of the job as opposed to just yeah. being silly because you're in well, a silly situation. There's there's no point in speed where a character says like a a bomb on a bus seriously yes which is you know <laughs> like the Marvel way of doing it yeah yeah, yeah not yeah, to yeah. throw Marvel under the bus but they they take the situation seriously and then there's just some jokes dotted around in the mix whereas I think you know that what Marvel has kind of done to Hollywood <laughs> like is that films like this now will have to do they'll have to call themselves out for how ludicrous it is within the film so you then can't go and write a snarky review saying how silly it is yeah yeah uh, they're there, protecting there, is a, there is a specific moment in speed when in the elevator sequence and we've got we've got jeff daniels and keanu reeves kind of riff well jeff daniels riffing and being the funny one Keanu Reeves is like, no, something's wrong. I need to, we need to do this. Jeff Daniels makes a joke. And then there's a, there's a moment where he kind of looks at him, realizes like, oh no, he's actually really being serious. And then he switches on and he goes, okay, what do we do? Like, and that's what it needs. It's like, okay, yeah, we, we're, we're kind of having the, we're all policemen banter, but actually this is a serious job and we need to kick in sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like the characters recognize when it's important to stop being silly and the things that need to be kind of like taken seriously, like you just said. And I think as the kind of film goes on, the more twists appear throughout the film. So I think the, the one changing kind of moment in the film as well is where you find out that Dennis Hopper's character has actually put a hidden camera on the bus. So no matter what the characters were doing, every step of the way, he's always watching them. And it's interesting. When I watched this film again, knowing that there was a camera on the bus, 
when we see shots of Dennis Hopper in his home layer, you do see a quick shot of the screen with the individuals on the bus. So it was already it was right there at the very beginning of the film yeah. that you see it's them on the bus, but obviously you don't notice it until obviously the film kind of draws attention to it. But that whole scene is it's like you've got these little kind of moments in the film that if you expanded on them, it could be films on their own. Like, what a great thing to do, knowing that you've got a camera on the bus, and what they do is they loop the footage only by one minute to try and confuse Dennis Hopper to think that he's still watching it. And what, what's insane is that's a nuts idea. But again, Keanu Reeves takes it very seriously. He tells everybody on the bus to look straight ahead, keep very, very still, don't move, so that we can trick Dennis Hopper to think that he's just watching, you know, us... <laughs> just enjoy the, enjoy bus, the bus ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, weirdly, weirdly, I think that's like the most iconic or like most parodied scene in Speed. There, there's you know episodes of The Simpsons and stuff where they they do that looping the, the yeah, CCTV yeah. footage trick, and it's just it's an odd moment to pull out from this you know movie about a bus driving and things blowing up because so. I, I we, uh, we were talking yeah. about this earlier it's like wouldn't dennis hopper look at that thing and say god oh, they keep driving past that same yeah. <laughs> that same <laughs> group of bushes <laughs> it's like an old animated Flintstones. <laughs> it was the 90s they didn't have hd tv yet it was yeah but what but <laughs> what, the quality again considering how far away <laughs> dennis hopper is from this bus the quality and the signal he is getting yeah. is insanely good. It's you'd, incredible. Yeah, you'd see that. And you'd th- yeah. If you were watching that, you'd think, yeah, fucking hell, they've really calmed down, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, it's like, just, <laughs> they're it's just, like the look on all their faces. Keanu's is like, they're all looking straight. They're not, they're not doing any expressions. They've just accepted They've it. accepted death. Or <laughs> <laughs> just politely waiting for But the then that stupid woman drops her bag yeah. and that's what spoils it. She <laughs> yeah. drops her bag and then... They loop before she drops the bag, and that's how Dennis Hopper notices. Yeah. Hang on a second, that bag isn't a ghost. It can't just appear on the woman's lap. That's not how it works. She should have said, "Can we do that again, Mr. Reeves?" I dropped my bag. They do manage to get all the hostages off the bus because that time loop mm. thing works. They loop in the tape, well, and they do get the, the now driving to the airport. Not what one of them dies at the start. Oh, the woman. The yeah, there is the a woman. Bomb. Yeah. yeah. The the other female character. In that's film. right. That's right. Now her death when she goes in that one again a little sprinkle of humanity. You know we did feel bad. I think it was that woman's sacrifice that made everybody else on the bus really believe that this is a real threat. That's why Dennis Hopper presumably put a little smaller bomb on the bus along with the a warning the, the bomb. bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> warning bomb. Yeah. Let's just think about this for a second. Dennis Hopper. Went to the bus and put the bomb on the... When did he do this? <laughs> he, he In the night. He went there, linked it to the speedometer. Yeah. He did it in the night. <laughs> <laughs> he linked it to the speedometer. And, and this is the other thing. That bomb is beeping every time there's a close-up shot. Every time the red light flashes. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> and it, that guy in the middle of it. Morning, Ralph. Oh, hey, Sal. You, you drive in the 27 bus today. Yes, I am. Hey. Do you hear a beeping noise? <laughs> it's like fucking uh, John Matrix is watching Commando, yes! isn't it? Yes! We've established that bus drivers do go and just grab cups of coffee while they're out driving the bus in this world. <laughs> so I'm guessing he, he, you know, made use of one of those little yeah. coffee breaks. Yeah, you could say, um, hey, go get yourself off. a coffee. I'll just 
Check your bus. Yeah, well, what's in the bag? Oh, just my bus tools. Yeah. There's, a, there's a deleted scene somewhere of Dennis Hopper like climbing over a chain link fence to get into the bus depot in the middle of the night. Yeah. So falling over the other side, twisting his ankle, and he's yeah, yeah, pissed yeah, yeah. off about it. Or some sort of flashback, yeah, towards the end of the movie where he explains how yeah. he did it. Yeah. Well... What I did, right, a few nights ago. <laughs> what I did, right. And then it cuts back. <laughs> well, yeah. like, what I did. I've got to say, I've never seen so many close-up shots of a speedometer no. as I have in this film. <laughs> no. no. You know, and I imagine that was given yeah. to, like, that was probably the last thing ever done. I imagine, like, the camera guy was like, listen, guys, the rest of the cast and the crew got to go. Can you stay on extra two hours? We've got to get all those shots of that speedometer going at 50, going at that, shake the camera a little bit. Lots of close-ups of the speedometer. Yeah. It's probably one of those things where they actually built a giant speedometer that was like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to yeah. see the speedometer they use. This massive... Yeah. Yeah, that'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, like, a, with a, like a runner sort of turning it around. Yeah, around the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, can, can we address... the? Oh, look, we're on the motorway, but there's a big hole in the motorway. Oh, oh the gap. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's, it's leading up to the gap. Right, so what, what they say is, okay, they're on the highway, and they find out that there's a bit of the highway that didn't get finished off. 20 foot's worth of road that didn't get finished off. <laughs> they're just one day from finishing it off. <laughs> but the guy has a map, and he says, but the map doesn't say that there's a gap. So looking at that film, that's the only bit of the film that I think lets itself down is... There is no way, as they're driving, it turns around slightly to the right, first of all. So it loses speed. It loses the film's yeah, title. Yeah. It would not have gone over that gap. In fact, when you see the shot, even before it's left the first bit of road, the wheel, the front wheels are already off the ground. The workers had helpfully built a little ramp there for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we haven't got time to finish this, but pop a ramp there just in case anyone Why? does Because, come down. yeah, you'll see. But yeah, I, I don't believe that it would ever work. Sandra Bullock doesn't even quite get to 70 miles an hour. And by turning a gap, plus it's a heavy vehicle, there's at a, quite an incline. Hey, and I've just thought of my solution to get out of this whole problem real easy. Please, I'd like to While hear I'm on it. the bus, this is, this is my conclusion. Great movie, but uh, in terms of the, getting around the solution, you drive the bus into some water, a lake, somewhere wet. Bomb gets wet. Can't go off if it's wet. <laughs> Day is saved. <laughs> And then Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper would be like, wait, oh, what's the fucking water? And then gets his <laughs> device out. Oh, it's wet. Won't go. Oh, Dangerous, though, because in LA, to get to the water, you're going to want to go to the sea. But to get to the sea, you've got to drive across a beach. You oh, were, yeah. Another Stop solution. Sand, sand oh, keep the wheels spinning on the sand. So at 50, yeah. while everyone runs off the bus as quickly yeah. as they can. Or, or this is my solution. When I watch this film today, this is what my solution is. So we're, we're going to give solutions, okay? Sorry. My all solution right, all right, all right. would have been <laughs> to get a giant, get two forklifts, one at the front of the bus, one at the back, and lift it up, because the speedometer doesn't know if the tyres are on the ground or not. They just regulate the ro rotations I, of the, the... I actually thought they were doing that. Because obviously it's been so long since I watched it. I thought when they got to the airport at the end, oh, they're going to drive it up onto a... Yeah. A giant treadmill. But lift it yeah. up. Lift it up. Just keep that going. But again, but they covered their backs, didn't they? Because they had Dennis Hopper had a hidden camera. But yeah. that was conveniently good quality picture considering how far away they were from Dennis Hopper. 
But honestly, I got to say, guys, this film for me absolutely brilliant. Uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh. for one, I couldn't believe how good the acting was. In between the sh- the scenes of the action, the bits where Keanu Reeves is talking to Sandra Bullock and asking how she's doing, and the way that he actually talks to the hostages and really, without saying, I'm not going to leave you guys alone, he doesn't have to say that. Mm. The way he looks at them and he's like, how you doing, you know, and everything, and he's like, how's everybody doing? He checks on the people that are on the bus. It's so well acted that that's what set yeah. this, sets this apart from any other typical Hollywood film. The chemistry between those two was good enough that I, that's pretty much what The Lake House was. Someone went, oh, they were good together in Speed. Let's make a, <laughs> a romance out of that. Um, but no, I mean, it's we, we always tend to rate the films out of 10 at the end. So okay. I, I guess talking about how great it is is you know a good transition into that um so i I mean i'm just gonna say you know i i remembered really liking this movie a lot when i last saw it so i went in with high expectations and it it was better than i remembered it i really was impressed it was fantastic i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten i thought speed was brilliant okay yeah, I'm. I'm gonna echo that. Uh, we we did a little thing. Uh, we looked as part of Keanu November. We looked at sort of his whole career and like what are our favorite films and stuff. This stuff is like my that. favorite Keanu Reeves movie, hands down. Having yeah. having rewatched this now, this is my favorite Keanu Reeves film. I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I probably would give it like I'd say like an eight, nine out of ten because I think you know I always kind of when I give like something like a perfect kind of film. I think like mm. eight or nine, eight and a half, I'd kind of give this film. Well, I was going <laughs> to yeah. go with eight myself. You know, it's a film I've watched a bunch of times and uh, edge of your seat, high octane action. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you reading from the video box there? <laughs> did you, did you, there, there was a guy who was trying to collect every copy of Speed on VHS in the, well, in America, I think. <laughs> God, I really I know reading about it a while ago. He, he he'd made it his mission like he was he had like 500 copies of speed on vhs and he he was just trying to buy every single one that i feel that's still, like still several thousand hundred thousand i know i know it's a long way to go but <laughs> thanks thanks so much for joining us guys um it's it's been great uh some some great insights and uh yeah. some great fun along the way <laughs> high octane fun yeah, high octane fun. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Before um, I think end? the only things that we could plug. Um, obviously, Nightmares from the Discotheque is our band. We still uh, are doing music. We still enjoy uh, kind of performing. Uh, we've taken sort of a bit of a stop from that recently to pursue our TV pilots and various other things that we're doing behind the scenes. But we're still uh, we're still kind of friends, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this month's big takeaways are Ghost Show Drunk Ghost Investigations on the Irrelevant Media Group YouTube channel. Nightmares from the Discotheque, go and check that out. And Irrelevant Media Group, which is our short films. Uh, we do a show called Lads Night In, where we drink a lot of beer and we review children's toys, like Make It Kit, um, which is a very interesting show. Uh, we've got Christmas specials coming up, 12 Days of Christmas, where we review stocking fillers. That's coming up very soon. <laughs> investigations. Drunk Ghost Investigations the show. is the big one at the moment. But again, mm. behind the scenes, you know, very, very soon, you know, some TV stuff is really going to uh, start. And, uh, it better we will, do. It better do. It's, it's <laughs> slowly, uh, but yeah, lots going on, guys. And uh, we love awesome. what we do. Still got all this energy to do it. And um, yeah, it's, it's always a lot of fun. But yeah, thank you awesome. so much, guys. Really enjoyed oh, no, thank, thank you so much. So much. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah, coming on. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Amazing. I want to discuss, Alan. 
we know our favorite Keanu Reeves movie. We've covered the man himself. We've we've extensively done. Uh, anyone who wants to hear us doing more uh, Keanu Reeves talk, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dim Returns, where for as little as uh, one pound a month, you will get access to loads of uh, bonus content. For three pounds a month, you will get our Diminisodes, bonus episodes, and it's Keanu November. So, you know, all month, all November, we've been putting out Keanu Reeves Diminisodes as well. Keanu uh, themes. Yeah, one of which is just like an overview of the man and his career. So, if you're itching for more Keanu Reeves, head over there now, because uh, I bet you can't wait for Keanu November 2022. That's 12 months away. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> Just kidding. Alan, I wanted to talk to you about what we're going to do next year for November. Right, is this our new thing now? Yeah, now now we've established that we do stuff every November. So, uh, I've got some ideas for you. Do you want them? We know November? That's one of my ideas, we know November. <laughs> Go on, let's see how many more of these you can take off. Uh, okay. I've got a lot written down. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anyone's name that ends in a sort of N, a vowel sound. Oh, Paul Dan November. I've got that down here, yeah. Paul Dan November. <laughs> That's the last one I thought of on my list. Uh, There's a lot that we could have done, but we've already we've already done it. So we could have done Quentin Tarantino November. Okay, yeah, yeah. But obviously. we've already done we've already done the ex- the full Quentin Tarantino career filmography in a series of three episodes that uh, didn't come out in November. Sadly, what a waste. We could have done Christopher Novemberlin. Uh, again, the full career of Christopher Nolan, but we've already done it. We did three yeah. episodes about him yeah. last year, I think. And other ideas. Uh, Nintendo Vember. We've already done Super Mario Brothers, we've, we've but we could Super do Mario like. Brothers, though, we could do like... Detective Pikachu, The Wizard, the Animal Crossing movie, something like that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that one. Bilbo Vember. We finally get round to the Hobbit movies. We do all of them. Oh, but no. we call it Bilbo Vember. Oh, no. Oh, Al Pacino November. <laughs> Al Pacino November, that is on here. I, I, I tell you what, I am uh, Pacino November could be the one we could do three kind of the different Pacino eras. I have a favorite choice, and you're probably going to fight me on it, but I'll tell you my favorite <laughs> at the end. Okay. Uh, Volcano November. We do movies about volcanoes. You've just been to one, so we could do Pierce Brosnan's volcano. Four days ago, I was at a volcano that was erupting. So exactly, yeah, we could do we could do. Pierce Brosnan's volcano. Uh, we could do that Werner Herzog documentary he made where he goes to a volcano. The one with Tom- Tommy Lee Jones did one. Oingo Boingo Vember. <laughs> <laughs> we look at we look at that early Danny Elfman movie he did with uh, with his brother. Weird science. <laughs> <laughs> Poor November. We we do a whole month of uh, Ooh, like sex okay. stuff. Now we're talking. That's got legs. Do you want my favourite one that I think we should do, even though okay. it's not the best idea, but I'm just I've got a soft spot for this idea. I don't know why. I think we should do Ray Romano Vember. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> think of the comedy characters you get with Ray we could add we could add in comedy character Ray Romano. Uh Ray Romano's brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> the dad what? one. We could do Ice Age. We could do the big sick. Anyway, they're, they're, they're my ones on the table. Romano Vember, Porn November, Volcano Vember, and Pacino Vember. Maybe we'll do a listener poll to establish what the uh, the next Vember celebration is next year. 
will go down in history. Where they came from is still a mystery. Some of the shit fight a laser. And what were they thinking? All of a sudden, the planet started shrinking. We need a job to claim to take away the pain.